But we're going to move on to the NFC North now. And in the NFC North, we got David, who is taking on the Packers. I'm taking on the Vikings. And then Dom is going to be the GM of the Bears, and Brian is the GM of the Lions. So I'm going to go ahead and let David go first with what he would do with the Packers if he was their GM. All right. So as it sits right now, at least to my knowledge, the estimated cap is at negative $48 million roughly, with dead cap at $1.5 million and some change. So – for my position needs, they would need, first of all, a quarterback, mainly because it's uncertain if Aaron – I would start with quarterback, mainly because it is unclear if Aaron Rodgers will ever even return to the team, whether that be through free agency or retiring, whatever, uh, plus all the drama that was caused by him before the season even started. On top of that, Jordan Love is unreliable or at the very least has not shown that he can even play at a high enough level for the NFL. So if Aaron Rodgers is still on the team, I would trade him for maybe Jimmy Garoppolo and knock off some of that uh, negative cap, and which would cover about half of it automatically. And then I would take care of wide receiver as well. And then I would try to fix any O-line issues with any draft picks that they have. Yeah, they're they're in a tough spot. I mean, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit later at the end of this episode. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure him and Devontae Adams are pretty much a package deal. So if Aaron Rodgers is on his way out, you're not bringing back Devontae Adams. Um, unless maybe you're able to bring in a quarterback that he'd want to play with, but I just don't see that happening. And then, yeah, they're just going to have to shed cap. I mean, they probably could rework some deals. You know what I mean? Obviously there's guys that are probably going to get some roster bonuses that you could try to turn into. Um, Brian, do you have anything to add on the Packers situation? David, you said they were, they were negative 48 million in cap. Oh yeah. That's Mm -hmm. I thought thought that situation with the Vikings, but damn, that's, that's rough. I don't even know. Yeah, you really have to adjust some some contracts, turn some, you know, roster bonuses um, in, into, you know, some, like, move it out a couple years, and, and you'd have to cut. So, yeah, that'd be bad. I don't even know. From what I heard, uh, I mean, we've talked about Devontae Adams already, but I've heard that their receiver situation is going to be real bad this offseason. They're going to be losing a lot of people, so – Definitely see them take taking some guys in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, if, if I'm their GM, I'm just looking at this team being like, wow, I think we're just going to be bad for a year. And I, I think, honestly, you you go to Rodgers and you go, where do you want to go? Because anybody is, anybody is going to give us a good package. So you let us know where you want to go. Give us, you know, one team, two teams, three teams, whatever it may be. And we'll go ahead and put some packages together. We'll see if you're okay with it. And then we're going to send you there. You know what I mean? Get, just get him out of there, get him off the roster. Obviously they need, I think just, they need to part ways. Um, I think, you know, his time there is done. 
And then obviously you're not going to be able to bring back Devontae Adams because he's either going to want to follow Aaron Rodgers or he's going to want to go somewhere else where he's going to be able to win. And it clearly doesn't even look like you have the money to bring him back in. So, and then I think you just start, you know, looking at pieces that you can start trading away. And then that way you can get underneath the cap. You can get some draft capital back. You go ahead and you draft some young guys and you just go be average or bad for a year and try to get it. Maybe, maybe even try to get a top pick. Walk Jordan Love out there, see what he can do. Maybe he goes out there and he impresses. Maybe he goes out there and lays an egg. If he goes out there and lays an egg, then guess what? You're at the top of the draft where you can go ahead and, and draft, you know, C.J. Stroud or maybe even, uh, who is it, Bryce Young from Alabama. Um, then then you can go ahead and restart at the quarterback position at that point. So I, that's what I would do. You know what I mean? I, that's the only thing that I would change is I probably would just gut that roster, try to get, you know, in positive cap space, get as many draft picks as possible. Any other different opinions? or No. No? All righty. Well, that was the Packers. Let's go ahead and move on. Dom, what would you do with the Bears? as the? All right. Well, again, this is going to take a lot of um, a lot of trading in the draft I had to do with this one. Um, so first thing I would do, this might be a little bit of a shock, but I would trade Khalil Mack. Um, I think right now you can, you can probably get a couple seconds and a mid, a mid round pick later on. Um, I would trade him. I could see him going to the Colts, um, or, you know, maybe a team like the Broncos, because right now they're, they're not at, they're not at the point where they need someone like Khalil Mack to get them over the top. This is a team that has a lot of expensive players that are older, but they need to rebuild. Um, so I think trading Khalil Mack, getting draft picks that can help you out in the future is going to be really key. Um, I would also trade um, Robert Quinn. He's coming off a career year. He was, what, second in the league in sacks with 18. So his trade value has never been higher. I think you can probably get another second out of him. So in free agency, I would go re-sign Teron Armistead by far the best offensive lineman available. Their offensive line ranked 22nd in the league last year, so it's definitely not what you would expect from – it's definitely not good enough to get you to where this team wants to eventually go to. So I think getting someone like Teron Armstead that can pretty much lock down that that left side of the offensive line is going to be key. It gives you a good piece to build around and start building out that offensive line, which I address later in the draft. Going into the draft, um, now with two additional second-round picks, I did some other trading back just because there were so few draft picks that the Bears have going into this draft. They don't have a first-round pick, and I think I think going into the mock draft I did, I, I want to say they only had like four or five draft picks in general. So I went in with the two additional second-round picks, traded back a little bit later on, I have them taking at 39, Zion Johnson. He's an offensive guard from Boston College, giving them another piece to you know start building out that offensive line. 64, um, I think they're going to need to go get a wide receiver that can replace um, Allen Robinson. So I have them taking Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. At 71, I have them taking Abraham Lucas from Washington State, another offensive tackle that can either – start on that right side or potentially just be a backup, just another depth piece because I mean, this offense line is really lacking. Um, at 88, I have them taking, sorry if I butchered this name, but Kingsley Agabari from South Carolina. 
136, I have him taking tight end Trey Berry from Boston College. 148, I have him taking Sincere McCormick from UTSA. 150, I have him taking Tariq Castro-Fields from Penn State. He's a cornerback. Uh, 182, I have him taking safety JT Woods from Baylor. And then 204, I have him taking wide receiver Kyle Phillips from UCLA. So, again, this is all about adding young depth to this team because that's that's really what they're lacking. Yeah, I agree. I think I think first and foremost, you need to bolster that offensive line so Justin Fields is protected. And then I think you just go ahead and, and start the rebuild, start adding young pieces, trying to develop them, continue to develop Justin Fields. I think if he has a good offensive line and he has some good weapons around him, I think he can be a, a good starter in this league. I just think he needs that opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. Anybody else have an opinion on it? No, I think uh, he covered everything pretty damn well. Yeah, they definitely would need more draft picks, but yeah, he covered it. All righty, cool. Looks like we're in agreement. So Dom is a pretty good GM for the Bears. So Bears, you need a new GM. I know, I think you just hired one, but screw him, hire Dom. Anyway. So me, I like that paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd probably do it for free, but whatever. Um. Moving on, the GM of the Lions right now is going to be Brian. So, Brian, what would you do with the Lions? Right. So, Lions, they are stuck with a quarterback. Um, they got Jared Goff. You know, they can't realistically get rid of him until next year, I think it is, just because of how, you know, the cap space and dead cap is. They got 21 mil in cap space. So, this year, I am going to be – basically blowing up their defense because, I mean, last year they had one of the worst defenses. Uh, for trades, cuts, uh, first guy I'm looking at is uh, Trey Flowers. Cut him about 10.3 mil free. But, I mean, they got him from the uh, Patriots, I think, and just last – he was good for a while, and then the last, like, year and a half he's really fallen off a cliff in production, just hasn't been the leader they thought he was going to be. Um, other than him, I'm definitely going to be completely getting rid of the linebacker unit they have. I'm cutting the uh, lower end of the receiver core and then uh, just getting rid of a lot of their defensive linemen and just restarting in the draft because with the Lions, they have two firsts, a second, two thirds, a fifth, two sixths, a seventh, and then three comp picks. So they are loaded with draft capital. Uh, players I'm looking to re-sign since I'm uh, going to be gutting that linebacker core I'm thinking about uh, trying to get a linebacker Devondre Campbell I mean he's the second graded second highest graded linebacker in the league right now so I definitely think he could be a great uh, standing stone for this team uh, safety Marcus Williams and uh, I'm going to be having a fire sale to get under the cap space or you know, they're like 70 million over. So I would go out of my way, try to get a wide receiver, Michael Thomas from the Saints, because getting Jared Goff in a solid number one, I think would go a long way for the team. And uh, just, you know, a couple of guys I would aim at the draft or for the draft uh, for the first pick, I would get a uh, Aiden Hutchinson. He's a uh, edge. They're picking second overall. And I think he'll just be like one of their uh, leaders in that, in the trenches for that D-line. And then Jordan Davis, he's a defensive tackle. I think, you know, just get that D-line set up. And uh, for the rest of them, I would honestly spend on defense. What do you guys think? 
The only thing that I'm hesitant about is Michael Thomas because he hasn't really played in two years and that contract is massive. I know that I know the Lions have a lot of cap space, but I don't know. Like if this was two or three years ago, yeah, sure. You go get Michael Thomas, but I don't know, man, that his contract plus his injury history, just, I don't know. That's a scary combo. That's fair. I don't, but I would definitely go out of my way this season to try to get a, a number one right wide receiver yeah. because, I mean, yeah, kind of relied on this one guy last year, and it just hasn't been working very well. This this is what I'll say, though. I, I disagree with you, Dom. I kind of like it only because of this, because the Lions are either going to be good next year or they're not. You know what I mean? So, so and you have the cap space to go do it. So, if, if you do what Brian does and you go ahead and you rebuild that defense through the draft and through agency and you can bring in some solid guys in order to maybe upgrade that defense, I think maybe you go out there and you you go get a Michael Thomas and you know maybe there you you run the risk of him coming back and and clearly not being what he was, but I think part of the reason he didn't play last year and all that stuff that happened is I think that there was some just that he didn't want to be there they didn't want him to be there just like that kind of animosity. And I think a change of venue might be really good for him because the last time that we saw him play, especially at a high level, I mean, we were talking about him being one of the top five wide receivers. You know what I mean? So, Right. But, I, I mean, if you, I you look you at where he is now in his chance. career. I just think you go ahead and take that chance because, like I said, you're, you're either going to be good or you're not. You know what I mean? So, right. so there's just so many other holes on this team that, you know, his, his cap hit for next year is 24.7. And he still has three more years on his deal. He's yeah. going into his age 29 season, and he's going to be making over 24 mil every year for the rest of his they're deal. Not, they're not, so they're I, not I think they're, they're not going to take on all 24 because the Saints are going to have to take the cap hit when they trade him. So there's there's going to be money that the Saints are still going to pay him when they trade him away. So the, the Lions aren't going to have to pay all 24 million. Like Right, but they're still going to have to pay a pretty pretty damn big chunk of it. Yeah, but it, again, it's a, it's you, you have, you have to look at it. This, it's, it's a risk, yes, but you're looking at a team that is potentially in a rebuild mode. So I, I would only do it if you're confident that you can go out there and add pieces on defense in order to become competitive. Because I mean, you look at that team; they were, they were what, you know, one or two plays away in multiple games from winning those games. I mean, they were, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe twelve to thirteen plays away all season from being a five hundred team, or maybe even you know, more. So I think that, I think that the way that, you know, Campbell has them playing and is galvanizing them. I think if they're able to fix a few holes on defense and add some pieces through the draft and you make that swing, I think that would be a, a good, I, I, that would be a good swing that I would take because even if you miss it, it's not going to like really derail your franchise anyway, because you're probably not looking to keep Jared Goff in the long run to begin with. So you kind of experiment for the next couple of years. And if it doesn't work out, then you get rid of both. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It To me, to me, it would be a risk worth taking. I I, I personally wouldn't take that risk. <laughs> what, what about, what do you think, Brian? Just to add on to what Nick said, uh, the Lions did almost beat the Ravens, Browns, Vikings, Steelers, Bears, and Falcons this year. So, I mean, they're a revamped defense away from, you know, hitting 500. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just see a player like Michael Thomas, and that's a move that I would get if I was already a fringe playoff team. 
not a team that won they what won what two or three games last year. But at the same time, what what do the Lions have to lose? That's, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. So like, so e- e- even if they don't have to cover, you know, his entire contract for let's say they they paid twelve million dollars, that's still two or th- you know two three pieces that they can go get to just to add depth to this team because they they really don't have much. And again, Michael Thomas's injury history and the fact that he's twenty nine, about to be thirty, and you're going to be having him locked down on your team until he's 31, I I personally wouldn't do it. If he was younger, sure. But his age plus his injury history, I wouldn't do it. All right. Uh, David, Brian, do you guys have anything else to add? I don't add much to it because it's like, like I said for the Michael Thomas argument, it's like what does the team have to lose? They went mm-hmm. to whatever and – so it's just a matter of whether or not they're able to pull it together. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, David. I, I think I think if the opportunity is there, take the shot. Um, like I said, if it doesn't work out, then it's not like it's not like in two years you you can't get rid of both of those guys and kind of reset. I, I think they're probably going to reset at quarterback anyway in a couple of years, unless Jared Goff comes out and sets the world on fire. But um, I think you take the risk. I think Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, I think he can still play at a high level. I, I believe in him. You know what I mean? Obviously there's other people that don't like Dom and that's fine. Cause you know, they, they want to, they want to see it. Um, and, and I, I can agree. I'd like to see it too, but I think he can come back and, and play at a high level, but to move on, I'm going to go ahead and be last with the Vikings. Um, I had a little bit harder of a situation than when I was with the Bengals. I think kind of similar to this division. They're in the negative in cap. They're definitely not the Packers with negative like 48 million. But yeah, they, are, they are, as of right now, negative. I think about 19 million in cap is what I found. Um, they do have about 8.1 million in cap, or dead cap, I should say. I think what's kind of contributing to that is they just have a lot of, you know, older players that are probably on the, the, you know, the back end of their career that they're just paying a lot of money to. And if they were to, you know, try to trade them or maybe even cut them, just the dead cap that they would, you know, have to take on like Adam Thielen, who's 32 right now, he's signed through 2025. If they were to cut him, his dead cap would be 11.1, 6.8, and then 2.5. So obviously in a couple of years, it'd probably make more sense. You know, Harrison Smith is 33 and he signed through 2026. You know, his dead cap would be 7.6, 5.7, 3.8, and then two. You got Michael Pierce, who's 30, signed through 2024. His is not as bad with four and then two. Or sorry, he signed through 2024. And then Eric Kendricks, who's also 30, signed through 2024. His would be six and then two. So obviously after this season, those two guys probably be a little bit easier to move. And then obviously you probably have, you know, one of the most middle of the pack quarterbacks on your team and in uh, Kirk Cousins, who is making like $45 million this year. And I think the majority of it is guaranteed. I think if they trade him, um, there is in his clause that I don't think they'd get that much um, cap penalty on it. The team would probably, I think they would only be about 10 or 15 million um, in cap penalties if they were to trade him. But they, if they were to cut them, they'd be stuck with that whole $45 million. So cutting them is not really an option. But the way that I kind of figured out how to get under the, you know, you know, or even get in the positive in salary cap is if I was the GM, I would convert Daniel Hunter's $18 million roster bonus into a signing bonus that would spread it over the remainder of his deal. That would save the team $13.5 million this year. So that would get them really close 
um, to being in the positive. And then I would go ahead and I would go ahead and trade Kirk Cousins. I would try to trade him to a team that needs a quarterback like the Broncos, the Texans, uh, the Panthers, maybe even see if the Steelers would bite or the Saints would bite. Obviously, the Saints are in cap hell, so I don't think that they would, but that's a team that needs a quarterback. And then I would even look at maybe the Giants um, because they're probably not super satisfied with Daniel Jones, and maybe if they think they can add Kirk Cousins, he'd be a little bit better. But obviously, like I said, I would look at a team that needs a quarterback, try to ship him out. I wouldn't ask for too much. Maybe like a third and a fourth, maybe even a second if you can get it. Um, but by trading him, that would save the team $35 million. So between those two moves, that would put them from negative $18 million in cap to about a positive $29 million in cap space. Now, you did trade a quarterback away. That does suck. Maybe you can get some picks. Maybe they can move up in the draft, draft a quarterback for the future. I think you just go ahead and hit free agency for a year, maybe try to get a bridge quarterback and then maybe go after a guy. And next year's draft, we've talked about CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, but I think some guys that target in free agency would be like Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, maybe even Uncle Rico, um, like we talked about with the Steelers. I think that those three quarterbacks would be pretty good fits there. I think that, you know, them getting another opportunity would be pretty huge. I think maybe targeting, you know, some wide receivers that aren't going to cost a bunch of money, but that can come in and play, you know, in that number two spot, or, or I'd say number three spot behind Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I think Juju wouldn't be a bad fit. I think that would give them, you know, another guy that could play that slot spot. He, as much as he's been injured and hasn't been able to produce, I don't think he's a number one guy, but I think he'd be a good, you know, number two or number three option. He runs really good routes. He has pretty good hands. So I think that that would be a guy that they could go out and get maybe on a team friendly deal. I think uh, Byron Pringle would be another guy. Um, not like somebody who's going to set the world on fire, but he has really good speed and he would take the top off the defense. I think he would help, you know, open things up in the middle for Adam Thielen and, then, you know, open things up for Justin Jefferson. I think they need to go ahead and, you know, maybe add an offensive lineman. I mentioned Connor Williams earlier for the Bengals. I think that would be a guy that can get on a team friendly deal. Um, and he would kind of come in and add depth, if not maybe even start on that offensive line. I think maybe you spend a little bit bigger on the defense going, you know, maybe trying to get Linval Joe, Joseph, Steven Nelson, Marcus May. I think those would be three guys that you maybe try to go out and get. They're not going to command like crazy amount of money. Marcus May might, you know, command a little bit more, even maybe top. But I think that those would be guys that could add some pretty good, you know, defensive help to that defense that's been kind of struggling, I think, the past couple of years. Um, obviously in the draft, I would target wide receiver. I think that's a pretty big need. Um, you need somebody other than Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen is, is able to be productive, but if he, you know, he's had some health issues the past couple of years, he's getting older. So maybe trying to find somebody to kind of come in and replace him. They need help on that O-line and D-line like most teams. So getting some pass rushers, getting some people to help protect whoever's going to play quarterback and then help, you know, block for Dalvin Cook and then I think they need to go out and get some defensive back help obviously I mentioned Steven Nelson in free agency but I think you need to go out and draft somebody who can kind of help come in be someone young that you can develop and then I think drafting a running back they have some decent running backs on the roster there obviously Dalvin Cook has had his injury history but if you can put an O-line in front of him and he can stay healthy he's one of the best backs in the league so Maybe just getting a guy in there just in case, but that's not really a priority. Um, but all in all, I probably would just go best person available because I think this team is 
probably should go into more of a rebuild mode and like I said, get a bridge quarterback. But um, that's how I opened up cap space. If they do those two things, they'd have 29 million to work with. I don't think they should go out and spend big, but I think they should go out there and get some guys who can kind of come in and get some depth to help out because you know their top like 10 guys are really kind of commanding their whole um, cap space there. And, and a lot of them, like I said, on the back end of their career. So um, what do you guys think? I would be hesitant to move on from Kirk Cousins, one, because of his contract situation, um, but also because he was the ninth rated quarterback from PFF this last year. So out of all the quarterbacks to the league, he was he was in the top 10. So I mean, we, you know, we always call him, a, you know, a middle of the road quarterback, but, you know, he's coming off for a career year and he has a new head coach coming in this year. So I think the potential for him to do really well, you know, put up a similar performance as he did this year. I, th- I think that's a guy that you can rely on at least for this next year, because I think he's going to the last year of his deal. So if you don't want him as your franchise quarterback, you just let him walk at the end of the season. It just sucks because he's getting paid $45 million, and I just, in my opinion, he's not worth $45 million. You know what I mean? Oh, so, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree he's not worth forty-five. but, you know, I, I think honestly, any quarterback that you try to bring in is going to be a downgrade for this year. And th- this is what I'll say. I mean, you could keep him, and then maybe you sit there and you trade Adam Thielen, you trade Harrison Smith, you trade Michael Pearson, you trade Eric Kendricks, and obviously you're going to take some dead cap, but you know what I mean? I think that'll that'll open up the cap that you need. You could probably get some pretty decent draft capital and then you can go out there and you can put it you can, you know, put a team around Kirk Cousins and go ahead and and you know run it back with them. Um but or you can draft someone like Malik Wills that's going to be a project that he can sit behind Kirk Cousins for a year and learn. Yeah, I mean you could do that too. There there was different ways to do it. I, I just kind of went with I went with the way that would open up the most cap space um, and I got rid of the quarterback. Like I said, I, I just, if, if I'm the GM, I'm looking at Kirk cousins and I just don't value him at $45 million. So in my opinion, I'm probably going to try to sell high on him. Maybe somebody will give me a first round draft pick on him. I don't think so, but maybe I can get a few picks out of him, And then I'm going to go ahead and start the rebuild process because I think this team is, should should just go ahead and go through a two, you know, like a two-year rebuild process, try to try to bring in as much young talent as possible and then try to get their quarterback of the future. But I don't know. It, they're they're not in as bad as a cap situation as other teams. So like I said, they, they could sit there and, and trade those four guys I talked about and get some draft capital for them. And I they they would be under the cap as well. Um, or they, they would they would be in positive cap as well. They would just have to do a little bit of dead cap, but I don't think they're, they're not going to get as much dead cap by trading those, by cutting them. Um, so it, it would be something interesting, obviously, moving on from those guys that have been a part of the franchise for so long. But if you can get something out of them and then keep Kirk Cousins and put a team around them, I think that would probably work out as well. Uh, David, Brian, what do you think? Um, I definitely like in the like free agency, maybe put a little work on defense. But I think the biggest issue is, yeah, Kirk Cousins overpaid, but I think you're going to have a tough time finding a team that would be willing to trade for him with you know how his contract is the only thing i'll say is if if they do trade him the new team that he's going to is only going to be paying him 35 million dollars for them so it's not going to be like they're taking on all 45 million dollars of that um 
So I think that that might be a little bit more enticing, especially if you're a team that's maybe fringe playoff. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe you look at a team like uh, like I said, like Denver, or maybe even maybe even the Colts. Maybe the Colts are like, yo, let's let's ship Carson Wentz off somewhere else. Maybe bring in Kirk Cousins. Maybe you look at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe they make a few moves, open up some cap space, cap space, and they say, yo, let's go run it back and try to make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if that'd be the best move, but like I said, the, there's different situations in which I think that teams would view him a little bit more valuable, especially at $35 million. Um, you know, the Browns might even be a decent destination if they go ahead and decide Baker Mayfield's not a guy, they just go ahead and swap quarterbacks. Um, I don't think that would be a bad trade either, but I don't know. There's definitely a destination for him. I think that, that would probably be their big offseason move that they should make, but that's just my opinion. And don't forget to mention that he he's probably been one of the better quarterbacks that the Vikings have had in a couple years. So while maybe overpaid, he he's been one of the better ones. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean he's definitely he's definitely been a solid quarterback for them. I think I think like Dom said, maybe we should give him a little bit more credit than we do. You know, the numbers aren't always there, but but he's pretty consistently healthy and he's usually he usually produces at, at a decent level you know he has games where you're like what the heck but for the for the most of the time he's he takes care of the ball and you know he he contributes to them winning games so I don't think you know getting rid of them getting rid of him would be like an easy decision but I just think it'd be the most practical yeah I mean look at his stats from this last season 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions with a 66% completion percentage. That That's pretty damn good stats. Is it $45 million worthy? No, but that's still pretty damn good. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, you could you could get rid of a combination of those other guys that you're paying a decent amount of money to, and you could keep them, and you can go ahead and move forward and try to win some games, you know what I mean? But with, with a new GM, with a new coach, maybe they're looking to kind of put the team together that they want, and they're okay having a down year, and then – trying to bring it back the following year. So I don't know. It'd be interesting going forward. I'm sure that'll be a quarterback situation that we'll talk about in the coming weeks, 